Hey dreamers, I'm Joe Pardo and my guest today is making his dreams come true by doing what he loves, which I preach pretty much week in and week out for the last 300 plus episodes here on the Dreamers Podcast. Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show Casey Hoban. And I did I say Hoban right? I meant to ask that before we start. You certainly did. Thank you, Joe. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Dreamers Podcast today. It's my absolute honor and privilege and pleasure to be here to share thoughts, ideas, and dreams. That's really what it's about. Absolutely. Um, so why don't you start by giving some background about yourself? Well, thank you, Joe. Thanks again for inviting me in. You know, I'm just a regular guy. I came from a wonderful blue-collar town and background with the most toughest, loyalist people you ever met in your life from West Haven, Connecticut. Um, Everybody was just a working family and went off to college from that town that made me who I am to, to be about working hard and being tough and being loyal to going to college and learning some things and meeting some people to the University of Miami, and I got a degree in finance. And ever since the degree, when I graduated, I've been in the finance or uh, uh, business world of finance or real estate, it always was looking to do deals, you know, always looking to network, which I thought was very important. I try to tell my children and friends that network, and it's it's pretty much what you know and who you know. And and um and that's it's a combination of two two things. It's uh what you know and who you know in life and they're both equally important. It could be some street smarts, it could be some book smarts, but it all comes into play. So so graduating from college I went on to own a few small businesses that pretty well. It was we were top twenty in the state of Connecticut and on that list was other large banks that did mortgages or large corporations. And it was my little family business that I started and was a top 20 producer in the state. And we're very proud of it, which led me to other, other investments and other opportunities through networking, through the business. And I was introduced uh, from one of my lawyers who did business with me and for me to a beverage deal. And that's really where I am today and how I got there was being somebody who liked me and did business with me and respected me. It was mutual because it's got to be mutual like it's on a one-way street. And it's usually more than me or I. It's usually, uh, you know, a group of people making making great things happen. I always say that people make the party. That's just an overview of me in the intro. Um, I could tell you more, you know, the genesis of of my business and how we got here or, or uh, take it where, where you think we, we should go, Joe. But uh, but thank you for asking. And you know that's just a quick overview of um, of me getting to where I am today with Trimino Perfumed Water, um, our brand, which is which is currently growing. It all came from an introduction from a friend to get into a hard cider business, and it was a pretty interesting story too. I could tell you more about that one. A lot of detail that um, are great learning experiences for me at the time and when I share with others. Yeah, go 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 on. Sure, sure. So so um, 
I was introduced to this opportunity, and it was a, something I've always wanted to do. As a young guy, I used to read the Wall Street Journal and Forbes magazine, and my friends would say, why are you reading that? You don't have any money. You don't know what you're doing. I said, well, one day when I do have money, I'll know what I'm doing because I'm reading the Wall Street Journal, and I'm learning. You know, and the main thing was to learn. I always wanted to do a turnaround deal, and I got a call from this friend that said there is a cider company in Vermont that's struggling, and they're looking to be bought out. So they said, are you interested? I said, listen, I'm in real estate and finance. What do I know about beverages or site? And so I did what my father told me, open my mind, listen a little bit, learn a little bit. And as I, as I started to unfold the details, it got more and more interesting to me how the previous company paid $47 million for the for the two brands that we bought and, and how they put $4 million into plant and equipment. Um, a few years before we acquired the company and, um, and the people that were going to run it were very, very smart people that were going to run it for our team if we ended up winning the bid. So all these details were unfolding saying, my God, this story is getting more and more interesting. I said, I'm in, I'll, I'll be a part of the group that acquires it. And when we acquired it, it was Woodstock Hard Cider. It was a, um, turnaround company in trouble. It was, a, it was a company in 14 states losing money. And within about two years after we acquired it, you know, a group, you know, two handfuls of, of people, we, we acquired it. Uh, we turned it around from a dog with fleas. We got rid of the, we took the dog, got rid of the fleas and turned it into a number one selling hard cider in the United States. And it was called Woodchuck Hard Cider Handcrafted in Vermont. Um, we kept we kept involved with that for about ten years, and then it was bought out by a group from Dublin, Ireland, which was a cider group called CNC Group PLC. And there were wonderful people that came in and wanted to be a part of the American landscape for hard cider, so we we exited. At that point, I live in a town with two other gentlemen that have families, and uh, all their children play sports. And we're at the fields watching the sports of our children and enjoying it. And we're all were available. One partner uh, was in uh, medical analytic software for the health industry. And another one was in um, a genome project that um, Roach finally bought the corporation. And he was available. And so everybody was free from their past business lives. And we joined forces and joined together. He came up with an idea to come up with a drink for our children. At the time, it was about three and a half, four years ago. We noticed there was nothing out there, light, refreshing, and chuggable, that had protein, like a Gatorade, vitamin water, or Powerade. They, they were all loaded with sugar and loaded with salt, and none of them had protein. So what we did is we went into the lab and came up with a concept called trimino protein-infused water, and... We tasted thousands of iterations, and what was important to us was that it was had, we had three commitments to the drink. It, the commitments were it had to be healthy, and hence our low calories of 28 calories, all from whey protein isolate, and no sugar. It had to be in a good-looking package. We're getting pretty good reviews, actually, rave reviews from chains and, and store owners on the packaging. And lastly, the third commitment, besides healthy. In a good-looking package, it had to be delicious. So our target with those three commitments was mainstream America, which would be our children playing sports, 
um, young active families, uh, moms on the go, that type of thing. And so we spent the first nine months in the laboratory doing research and development and testing thousands of iterations. And then finally we went to the market and we started in January in 10 degree weather in New England and they said you can't open in January and it's too cold and people don't drink these drinks at that time and New England's the worst place to start. So we said, okay, thank you for telling us and then we still went out and did it. Uh, Within three weeks, we opened up 150 stores out of the back of our SUV and the, the drink started to take hold and started to take, started to get some traction in the stores with reorders, you know. So we were excited right off the bat with with our concept through development um, into the marketplace. Um, and the genesis was us three at the fields and my past life with the Heart Cider Company. Uh, and some wonderful things have happened since then that we're very proud of in the, in the three years. And um, I could tell you more uh, about that too. Um, we're, we're pretty humbled with, the, some of the contact we've made and some of the growth that we've experienced. Just last year alone, Joe, we've uh, experienced 260% uh, growth of sales from 2016. From, from I'm sorry, from 2015 to 2016, we grew 260%. Uh, so our goal of reaching mainstream America is starting to happen, you know. But a lot of hard work by our team, you know. No, oh, I love that, and I love the fact that um, because yeah, those those, those Gatorades and, and Powerades, I mean, basically are soda that's not carbonated, and uh, the only people that should really be drinking it is like hardcore athletes that are like again hardcore <laughs> at what they do. Yeah, um, hardcore at something, right? <laughs> right, not not kids running around on a field to play soccer for for sure. an hour or whatever, um, because they're not burning nearly enough calories to replenish the amount of sodium and sugar and 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 all the stuff that's in it. You know what I mean? Like it's not no doubt. It, no. It's just not meant for that. Um, even though it's marketed no. like that. No, no doubt. And Joe, I want to say this while you're on a train of thought that really was part of the genesis of the birth of the brand. I grew tired and my founding partners did also of all the sugar being marketed for children. That was really one of the first main premises of our joining together. Um, my family has sugar diabetes loaded on both sides, mainly one of them more than the other, but so it was like enough with the sugar, you know. I personally grew tired of all the mass marketing of TV and radio to our children of sugary cereals, snacks, and drinks. So that was another really driving force of doing it was to give our children who are playing lacrosse, football, field hockey, you name it, uh, hockey, soccer, any sport, uh, lifting weights, something without sugar, which was very important to us and something with protein, which helped them get just fuel for their body. You know, it's not an energy drink. Um, and I, you're, you're absolutely right. The, the carbonated drinks are declining and Gatorade was found for football players. People don't, people forget that, you know, it was 70 something. And I was like five or six years old when that came out. Um, it actually might've come out in the sixties, but the time I was four or five or six, we started drinking it. We were the first wave of consumers, you know, but it was made for and for people that, you know, 
intense sports like football that needed needed that drink. But hence it went mainstream. But so mainstream today is consuming too much sugar and sodium. And that's the problem from those drinks. And we noticed there was nothing light, refreshing, chuggable, and delicious with no sugar and with protein. So we we got mad. We did something about it. We, we went for it. And we came up with a drink that from the first 150 stores, Joe, we're humbled to say that currently we're in over 30 states and over 10,000 accounts. Um, all, you know, from a regional standpoint of the Northeast is our main uh, home base. And we're in Texas. We're in Florida. And we're in now just entered Los Angeles with a drink that was born from the sidelines of lacrosse, you know, watching our kids play um, and offering the, the, the children of our country something healthier. Uh, it's slowly, uh, to me, slowly growing, uh, getting there, you know, to our goals of one day being a national brand that reaches the masses to offer our country something other than sugar and something healthier or a better food beverage. You know? We're excited. We're very excited about it. I, about you know, our, our drink. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Just uh, humbled and proud, um, and ho- hopefully. Uh, we'll be able to reach more people with this So thank you, Joe. Oh no, thank you. And and I think that uh, you're you're definitely well on your way. And and your story um, kind of reminds me of the the Chobani story a little bit, and how how big and rapidly fast um, that grew. Even though it's such a it was it's such a young. Con- I think it's only like ten years old or something like that, or uh, twelve years it's old. Very. Very similar, Joe. Uh, water was one thing we talked about. Uh, yogurt is another thing we talk about with the birth brand. You're nailing something that I think is very insightful in the sense that, you know, think about it. Take light beer. Uh, when I was a kid, younger, um, you know, guys just drink light beer. You know, we don't, we don't drink that. We drink full beer, you know. And, and the country took a while, switched over to light beer. Water was another one I think women led the trend on. You know, women were drinking first, the girls, and they were smart to do it. The guys followed it, and water is everywhere. Uh, bottled water, you know. And yogurt, too, in the last 10 years, we think there's another one that we kind of mirror or follow in, in a subliminal way. We, we won't really make direct comparisons at times, but but you're right, Um Yogurt was a healthy trend. Women started it, and then the guys followed it. Very, very true. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I think it was interesting. Like, I didn't like when I finally, you know, when I started hearing about the the name Chobani, I just assumed it was another like, oh, it's just a, must be another Nestle brand or another such right. and such brand that they're just marketing it as this other thing. But, but turns out, it, you know, it's just this guy who started it, and it just grew and grew and grew. And very uh, I think, unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm curious as to how your family took it when you, we'll, we'll go back to like when you first started getting into your, having your own business with the, with, I guess with the hard cider. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my wife wasn't happy. I mean, winding it back further, Joe, um, my, my family's always had an entrepreneur bug and I ended up working at a, a, uh, corporation early on and I was a top producing salesman in the Northeast. I got the trophy. I was making a wonderful salary. I was 
I was making a wonderful commission. I had full benefits and I had a car allowance. So I had everything you could imagine, right? So I come home and I tell my wife, I said, Maria, guess what? We just got married. Here's me and Maria. We just get married. She's pregnant with our first son. And we just bought her house. Couldn't ask for anything more than that in one year, right? So I said, by the way, I'm leaving the corporation with the pay, the large commission, the car allowance, and I'm going to open my own business. And so, you know, it's a tricky thing, Joe. It's a great question. It's all about personal uh, preferences. It's all about your personal passion. It's about your personal commitment. It's about your risk tolerance uh, in life. Most people have average or low, and sometimes you have to step outside that world or box and take a leap of faith because I totally did, and I took my family with me. And she wasn't, and I'm kidding today and laughing, but she wasn't really too hip to those changes when we were just married, just bought a house, and just she was just pregnant with our first baby. So it's a great question, and it's something I thought I could handle and something I thought I could make work, and it was a passion. And, you know, Joe, the day or the week that I left that corporate job and opened my own business, I was so happy. I remember it like yesterday, being in the shower, simple as just basic human needs, getting up and saying to myself, I'm showering, getting ready for work for me today. It's going to be about not about for me and the extra hours I'm going to put in. I won't mind doing it because it's ultimately – for, for for my company, not someone else's. And, and that was very rewarding. And it doesn't mean it's going to work and it doesn't mean it's right, but it was just a feeling that I had of uh, self-satisfaction and uh, about the commitment and the, and following my heart that I went for it. So um, it's personal. You know, it's about what's your passion. It's about what your risk level and how risk tolerance is. And, um, Listen, we've all had some screws too long the way. Not everything works, but um, but that was the family's take that it was wasn't an easy move. It was a hard move, but we were young enough to realize that if it didn't work, we were young enough to have time enough to make something else work. So that's pretty much the take on that at that stage of my life, and I have no regrets, and I have. Um, I'm actually very happy I took those chances. Not everything worked, too. It took some bruises and lumps along the way, believe me. You know? So um, the main thing is, you know, have no regrets in life is what I can tell people. You know, don't don't leave something on the table that later you wish you reached for. You know, and that's really what it's about. Um, and that's what I try to share with people is, you know, my dad taught me think big, dream big, visualize big, write your goals down and go big. And some will work and some won't. But, Joe, if you think about it, if you hit one or two big wins, it really erase a lot of losses. Because the losses are usually smaller, you know, smaller than the big wins. And there's room for recovery, you know. So um, that was kind of inbred in me about, you know, think big and dream big, which I think is what your show is about, too. Yes, yes, it's you know it's called the Dreamers Podcast: Business Lessons from Those Who Live Their Dreams, and um, it, it does start with the dream, and then then you got to take the action, and and when the chips are down, you got to swing the bat. And I, uh, I I assume like everything you know everything worked out with your wife, and I'm I'm uh, is it safe to assume that? Oh yeah. Oh well, that's yeah, good. I, I was. <laughs> you get married once, 
did once, you make the commitment, and you stick with it. Then good and bad, and yes, yes, uh, wonderful. Three uh, same wife Maria after you know t- 22 years and three three sons. And um, back to what I opened up with. I don't know if, if this was pre-recording or if we were recording, but to me in life, everyone's always thinking something's greener somewhere else, whether you're at a college and there's another college better for you, or you're with a spouse and there's something else different out there that you're yearning, or you're in a business. But my take on it is, with back to my spouse, is where you are, make it a great time. Where you are, get involved, be active, be positive, and make, you know, and that's what I'm about. So, so yeah, we're still together and hap- happily also, you know. That's, I think that's the awesome. people make the party, Joe. I think the people make the party in life. I think it's about having a positive attitude. I think it's being open, honest, and inclusive with all that you do as much as you can. You know, I'm an open book, and they say, oh, man, you're too open. You share too much. And I say, I don't care. And I tell them, I, you know why I don't care? Because because I'm an open book and, sh- and I share, other people have shared with me because I was open engage you know share with them the gains that i took from from people sharing with me because i was hoping far away in losses or pain from the people that when i opened my book took from me you know or hurt me which there is that too you know but but i believe in that i believe in being open and honest and positive and um, relentless in the pursuit of my dreams and believe in never giving up and um being an open book i believe there's there's more payoff than losses with it, even though you do get scraped a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, not everyone's got the best of intentions all the time, and um, sometimes even <laughs> the best of intentions don't come out the way they're supposed to. No, uh, no. so it's no, you're yeah. right, and they, it, you can be hurt, and it wasn't intentional, but you're hurt. But right. um, I still believe in the power of positive. I still believe in the power of being open. And try to include everybody you can around you and things, and I think there'll be rewards for it. And you'll have your pain too. But it's worked for me. And, uh, you know, I'm still humbled and blessed. And listen, took a lot of beatings along the way in many different ways, you know. So it hasn't all been hockey dory and a uh, bed of roses for sure. And But that's what makes us who we are too. The adversity in life, and we all have our share, and I bet you're talking to a guy. You've probably never been anybody in your life with more adversity than me, for a lot of reasons that you can't explain, right? But it just comes to you. But the adversity is the gift where you get a chance to respond and show what you're all about, you know. And I think I think that's important too. Adversity helps you make who you are, uh, good and bad to continue, you know. Show your true colors and show your character in those in those trying times. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Casey, now I, I heard that your your hobby uh, is is watching your kids play sports. Uh, could, what's You want to talk about a little bit, like what, what sports they're playing? You said that they actually play down as far down as here uh, in this area, where I'm from in oh, South Jersey. Oh, yeah. My kids have brought a lot of joy. They've played every sport. just like most families, you know, the local football, baseball, cross. Uh, hockey is our main driver. Uh, I'm a football player. My sons played on. I'm very happy they did. Um, you know, they, they played on stage. They played a few years, which is a 
one of these cultures being fixed. But I think my youngest won a national championship this past year on a national level for his youth hockey. They were out to Arizona for the Yale Bulldog team and won a national championship, which is very hard to do. Um, he's actually going to Buffalo, who, as we speak, to go to a national team development camp, and we're very proud of him and wish him the best. You know, but he's got a lot of work to do, and and uh, he's got to show that himself on the ice. And uh, but but really, you know, it's about first off for my coaches and teachers. It's about giving 110 percent of your God-given ability, no matter who you are or what you have, no matter how big you are how strong you are. You give 110% of what God gave you and good things will happen. And that's something I live by and it's something that's very, very dear to me. That that I was given that gift from my coaches and teachers, you know. Give 110% and never give up. If you play your game and you do your thing that you do well and you're a team player, great things will happen. You know, you don't, you don't get every goal and every point, but you'll, you'll end up with more wins and successes by being a hard-working team person, uh, in the end, the wins will override any losses, you know? And these, these are some of the things that I grew up with and are very important to me. But I enjoy watching my kids uh, uh, do today, play their sports and and give their best, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm all about giving 110% every time it need, you need to give it and, and uh, being there for team. And, and I totally 110% agree that the people do make the, the party. And uh, it's it's one of the reasons I love talking to people and, and listening and learning from other stories. And um, it truly has helped me get to, to where I am uh, in, sure. in my life. Um, real quick, I just want to remind everyone that you're listening to the Dreamers Podcast. I'm Joe Pardo, and I'm interviewing Casey Hoban, uh, who uh, who is you're one of the founders? One of the three founders of Trimino Protein-Infused Water. Very proud of the brand and of our team. We have a wonderful team of wonderful people that all have different skill sets. And yes, you're right. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Now, Casey, what's been the biggest roadblock for you uh, in business, and how have you gone about overcoming it? Yeah, you know, everybody has different skills, and um, we all face different challenges. And um, I, I, Joe, forgive me, please forgive me, but I don't see roadblocks. I don't see many challenges. I don't think I can get over. I, I come from a mindset of you can't take no for an answer. If we don't go, you know, under it or we don't go around it, we will go over it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, everybody will face challenges. Everybody has different skills. My 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 skills are sales, raising money for ventures. Um, my skills are marketing, um, and and you know I have challenges too, but. What I when I find a challenge, Joe, I bring in other people that help me that are experts in those areas. So I believe back to team and teamwork and surrounding yourselves with great people that are honest and hardworking, and there's nothing you can't accomplish. Well, I mean, capital will challenge folks at times. Way around it for anybody. 
um, certain skill sets that are needed or, or a challenge, those, those two things. But what you do is you go out and find it, right? You find the capital to help your venture. You go out and find the people to help your missing uh, skills that you need. Um, so I would say those two things, you know. Um, but it's all about positive attitude and no, don't take no for an answer and keep digging till you find what you need, you know. You know, that's one thing I, I uh, some of my my favorite salespeople that I've looked up to over the years growing up in my family's business, you know, they didn't, they, they were always quick to say, well, I, I don't know all the answers, but I, but I have the team behind me to know, you know, to get the answers that I need. Um, so I think it's really important. And, and I think as a leader too, I think it's really important to, to be able to understand that, yeah, we don't, we don't know everything and, and we have to do research or we have to learn and we have to connect with other people and, um, to, to get the answers. Without a doubt, you can't do it alone. You shouldn't try to do it alone. Um, and I totally agree. Uh, every success I've been involved with, I'm going to honestly say there was a, a great team of folks. You know, it doesn't matter what it was, you know. Youth sports, uh, high school, college, business, the success has come with teamwork. And, and um you gotta, you gotta be open-minded, and you gotta know your strengths and weaknesses, which is a great point in question. And you gotta work on your weaknesses. I tell my kids every day, work on what your weakest at, because if you strengthen it, then your package is becoming more complete for any challenge you face. You know? So absolutely, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's what you know, right, and who you know, and you put those together, you, you can have a wonderful, um, wonderful situation. Casey, Casey, what was your childhood dream growing up? That's a great question. I mean, as a kid, I thought I was going to go to the NFL. I really did, you know, to the point where I met Don Shula and told him I was going to come play for him because he was my my hero as a kid, you know. I met him on the field. I met him on the field of the Orange Bowl four hours before a game. I snuck into the stadium with my cousin. And it was the, one of the greatest games in the history of the NFL. It was the Miami Dolphins San Diego Charger game in the Orange Bowl, and I was there in the stadium, and I met him before the game, and he he appreciated meeting me, and he's a hero. He's still a hero, and he said, "Son, you want to play for me? Drink your milk and start hitting the weights." You know, he got right on me about. It. I was a little scrawny kid, you know, but I always really thought I could do it, and, and uh, that that was me. And, and then switched you know, from being very competitive um, on the sports fields to business. You know, I, I, I told some friends you know, I was a warrior and on the football field. You know, I say that lightly. But I switched that warrior mentality from the sports to business. I put the intensity into business that I had for sports, you know. So I always yearn for, for like I said, I... I would read the Wall Street Journal and the Forbes magazine at 16, 17, 18 years old, and people would look at me and say, what the heck are you doing? What are you reading that for? What do you need that for? I said, well, I don't really know what I'm doing today, but maybe down the road I will when I get a little older, and it matters, you know. Oh, it was an easy transition for me from sports to business, and it's, again, it was a passion, and it was a dream to be successful in business, and it's a love. And it was a huge desire. So it wasn't work. When I worked 15 hours a day or 20 hours a day sometimes, seven days a week, and listened to the football games on the radio when I started out getting married and started out with the family and the business, 
you know, I couldn't even watch Sunday football. I went to work and put the radio on and listened to the games as I worked because I wanted to, because I, because I loved it. It wasn't work to me. It was just a fun thing to do. And it reaped rewards because of the seven days a week, 15 to 20 hours a day, you know? So that was my dream to, to, you know, be great at sports. And I never really was just, just an, you know, an average guy and to be, great at business and I'm still working on that too, you know? So those are my early dreams. So with all that said, uh, and it's really awesome that you got to meet Don Shula or Don Shula. Yeah. Don Shula. I met him, met him twice. He was a, a gentleman and a half each time. Wonderful guy. Yeah. Hmm. Cool, cool. Super cool. He's got a great steakhouse too. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. Incredible. A lot of fun memories there with the family and looking at the dolphin pictures and having a wonderful stay. He does. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> so he does. What What do your dreams for the future look like, Casey? Well, the dreams of the future would to to you know, continue to work hard and continue to to um, hopefully be successful enough to help friends and family that need help or or a little guidance or a little push or a pull to be able to help them in their dreams. That's really, really sincerely from the bottom of my heart would be that, you know, but you can't help anybody else in life either until you help yourself. So it's a work in progress, but hopefully one day we can be successful enough as individuals that we can also help extend help to others in their pursuit of their dreams. Really, that's what it's about. Kind of like passing a torch, you know, so that the torch keeps burning and someone else is carrying it. And um, that would be a dream for me. Oh, I love it. Yeah, to be able to help them and bottom of my heart would be an ultimate dream for me. It would be very rewarding, you know. And it's work in progress. We're not there yet. Hmm. Casey, how can people connect with you online? Very simply, um, I have Facebook, Casey Hoban, H-O-B-N is the last name. Um, on LinkedIn, same thing. Um, those are two great ways to keep keep an eye out or connect with each other, you know, get the pulse of the movement of our brand. Um, well, thank you for asking. Those are two pretty good ways. Awesome. And how can people get the Trimino drink? Well, thank you for asking. Again, we're in over uh, 30 states and over 10,000 accounts. It's in many, many chain stores. And if you go online to our website at drinktrimino.com, you'll see a lot of those chains. Not all of them, but most of the big chains we're in are on our website. Uh, we also ship the product all over the globe. Gratefully and thankfully, with Amazon.com, and you can put in amino protein water, you can see, you can order it. Uh, or go to one of the outlets that we're in, the many states we're in, to, to buy it in person, whether it's a convenience store, but mostly, mostly in grocery stores right now, which is wonderful. We're very, very um, grateful to, to be able to offer the drink in some incredible grocery stores. Well, so I appreciate you asking. You're very welcome, and I will have uh, all those links, and I think a few others that you might not have mentioned, uh, at dreamerspodcast.com for everyone to go check out, and definitely, definitely need to connect 
with Casey. Um, Casey, before we wrap up here, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? I want to say thank you, Joe, for reaching out to me through a very good friend, Greg Moore, who's a wonderful friend to all that know him, who connects people, and that's what life's really about, is being a good person, being positive, again, networking and connecting people. You don't have to get something in return. Just do it. Connect with folks. Help people out. I love it. Um, I, I, I talk to the kids a lot and everything I do. I hope the children listen and they learn, and I hope the children... The, the younger folks can listen to people that are important to them in their life. Maybe it's a parent, maybe it's an uncle, an aunt, a grandparent. But those older folks with the wisdom have um, the best interests in mind for the betterment of the younger person. And I, 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 a lot of the things that I do and a lot of things I post, this is a message of being positive. It's a message of of hoping that the younger uh, generation will learn something and listen, because I'm going to tell you why. Why do I say all that? You can think of whatever you want. I think of it very positively because I was blessed with a father and mother who cared very much about me and gave me some incredible lessons and incredible um, characteristics or skills. Um, you know, never lie, never cheat, never steal. Never do drugs. These are things that, that, that don't leave me, and I try to share with others. But mainly it's about the positive message from someone that cared about me, my father, you know, my mother. And I hope that the younger generation will look to whoever it is in their life, the, the father, the mother, the aunt, the uncle, the grandparents, or just friend, and take some of the wisdom, because the sooner you get the wisdom as a younger person, the sooner you will hit your goals. There's no other way around it, because the wisdom comes in time, the sooner you glean the wisdom, the sooner you'll you'll get to the top of the mountain. Because the mountain can be achieved and it can be climbed, but there's many, many falls and challenges and obstacles along the way. And the the smarter you are in climbing that mountain in life, the the the, the more tools you have and skills from other people that did it before, the sooner you'll you'll hit the, the summit. You know, and that's what I believe. So that that would be something that would be important to me is to share the message of learn, ask questions, read, read as much as you can about everything that's of interest to you, to you or things that you want to learn more about and listen to the people around you that have been there and done it. And, and you'll save lessons and losses that will help you achieve your goals sooner. And that's really my biggest message sincerely from my heart and to, to help others is to share wisdom and hopefully guide and, and mentor any way I could to help people achieve their roles. Because this guy right here made a lot of mistakes and got a lot of help along the way. And that's what I'm trying to say. And listen <laughs> to those people that, that ended up helping me, you know, have a little bit of success. And work in progress, by the way. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Dreamers podcast today. I really appreciate it, appreciate it, Casey. Oh, um, my pleasure. Oh, you're you're you're. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, my pleasure. And if you've been enjoying, been enjoying, if you've been enjoying listening to the Dreamers podcast, uh, you know, all that I ask is that you just share it with a friend. Just 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 share it with a friend so that they can hear 
these these amazing lessons and and dreams and get them thinking about what their life is and where they want it to be and where it was and where they want it to go in the future and all those things and you know really could help somebody um either get through a tough time or or make a good time a great time uh in their life so thank you again casey and i would love to have you on again in the in the not too distant future to check up and see how everything's been going for you. Be absolutely uh, honored and grateful to come back and catch up with you. And I'm grateful for this time today to spend some time with you and share some thoughts on both sides. I learned from everybody I speak to and I've learned from you too, Joe. And I will leave everybody with one last thought. Here's one thought from my younger days. It could rain every single day in my vacation, but I'm still going to find a way to have a good time. And that's an original quote for me because it did rain on me a lot in life. I've always found a way to get through those rainy days. It's a big those rainy days, a good time too. And I think that's what's important in life. And if you do that, you'll get to the top of the mountain um, sooner and it'll be a happy journey. That's the main thing. I love it. Thank that's, you, Joe. You're very welcome. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.